It is Monday, September 2nd, Labor Day. It's funny how Labor Day you do all the fun shit on the weekend. Today I'm not doing anything, just laying around being lazy. But if you were like me, you did fun stuff this weekend. I was lucky enough to spend the weekend with Always Living. Always Living is a lifestyle brand that helps remind you that you need to get out and live, have fun, enjoy the things that you do. Head over to alwaysliving.com, buy yourself a sweet hat like this. Use promo code VGM for 25% off to get a hat, a beanie, a dad hat, a tank top, whatever you'd like. Uh, But get out there, do something fun. These hats are a great reminder. I have 10 of them. They're laying all around my room. So I'm always reminded that I need to do more fun things instead of laying around being boring. If you're looking for a suit that's going to make people stare at you when you walk over or when you walk into the room, head over to the Cosmo on the second floor to Stitched and get yourself prepared for wedding season. Visit them at the Cosmo or online at stitchlifestyle.com. Follow them on Instagram at stitchedlife. We are excited for the first time. Vegas Golden Mics is going on the road. Next week, we are heading to beautiful Lodi, California. It'll be Mike's tr- first trip to Lodi. Uh, We're heading with the rest of the squad as well. We are heading for the Lodi Grape Festival. If you know us, you know my old man runs the Lodi Grape Festival, the best four days in the San Joaquin County, September 12th through the 15th. That's next Thursday through Friday. We will be selling beers, seltzers, wine slushies, sangria, uh, wine, uh, all out of Pat's Pub at the Lodi Grape Festival, so get uh, get yourself ready, head down to the fair. Uh, I'm going to be in Lodi. You'll hear more about it the next couple of days. We're going to do some podcasts out of there, which is going to be fun. After we get back from Lodi, the 23rd through the 30th, we're going to be heading down to San Diego to catch the Padres and Dodgers uh, series that runs the 24th, 25th, and 26th. But there's also some people that we're going to run into down there and record some episodes with That we are very excited about, and uh, that's right towards the end of baseball season, so we'll see, and um, that's when most of our uh, baseball guys are going to start lining up for interviews, and we'll get those knocked out. Uh, But getting into baseball, Justin Verlander threw his third career no-hitter this weekend. Are you shitting me? Like, Can we we get him a statue? Can we put him in the hall already? Um, He's pretty much a... I mean, he's a guarantee. It's not pretty much a guarantee anymore. This guy's a lock. Uh, You throw three... In your career, it's just absolute. I mean, it's it's unheard of. But what's crazy is he's tied for for third place for the most all time. So there's more guys with him than no hitters. But um, it probably won't be his last. It doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. He threw 120 pitches in those nine innings, 14 strikeouts, and the only thing that kept him from throwing that perfect game was a walk in the first inning, which sucks ass. Because then he grinds it out that whole time, and then. He's going to live with it for the rest, but at least, I mean, at least he still got the no-hitter. It wasn't like he gave up a hit in the first and then shoved for the rest of it. Uh, so he still has that honor. And honestly, the Astros right now in the American League are the most serious World Series candidate for me. I mean, they have a 10-game lead in their division over the A's, so uh, they have that locked up. But with a guy like Verlander leading the charge and the rest of the guys on that offense, and I mean, the the guys that fill out that pitching staff are absolutely ridiculous. I don't see anyone beating them, but... Uh, you'll never know. So, but I'm thinking Astros, Dodgers, World Series. Um, I said quite a while ago, Mike, that I was giving up on the Sox, and they keep teasing me. They keep winning games, and at this point, they're five games back in the wild card um, with the whole month of September to go. Uh, we got series against Minnesota, uh, four game series against the Yankees, 
three games against Toronto, two against Philly, series against the Giants, four against Tampa Bay, uh, Rangers series and a Baltimore series. So they have division series in there. There's games that can be made up in the division, but at this point, there's no way they're going to win that. Um, if they do well this month, they have a legitimate shot to get in that wild card, which I just like, I want to know now. I don't want to live it out because it's like I watch it. I, I'm still watching. I'm still following along and, and we're playing well, but it's like, I don't want to get super excited about it and then just get crushed in a couple of weeks. Like, but we'll see in about two weeks, we should have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Uh, but I just really don't want to get crushed. If if they're going to make it, I, just, I need them to win all month. Like, just go on a roll, get that lead, keep it, or just in the next, like, two weeks get the lead and, and just roll. And don't make me be stressed and take it down in the last game and, and, and have it end like that. But um, their offense is, just continues to be ridiculous. J.D. Martinez, Mookie, Devers, uh, Xander. You can't get those guys out. That You get one guy's in a slump, and then and the next, next guy just picks him up. Um, so that part's always fun to watch. It's just you just switch the channel when we're when we're out on defense. Uh, but moving into more baseball, we are going with our pat on the back segment, and we have two special people for today's pat on the back segment. Our first one is Sam Haggerty. Sam was a former foe of mine at the University of New Mexico, and last night was lucky enough to get the call up to the New York Mets big league club. Uh, he was drafted in 2015 in the 24th round. Um, didn't hear a ton about him really, uh, since then, but he was traded to the Mets in January and last night he got the call up to the show. Uh, there's pretty cool video going around on Twitter. So we're going to show you that real quick of, uh, how the news was broken to Sam that he's going to the show. There he is right there on the left. It's cool. The first couple guys, he just lets them know that, that they all got called up returners too, and then um, that's funny because they all played in the game today. But watch, they played early, so watching, I was like hoping they would. Hey, Sam will get in there. Excitement for me is when a guy goes up for the first time. As a manager, man, that's all I want to do is shake somebody's hand for the first time. And over the years, I have sent a lot of guys up for the first time. Haggerty, you know where the you are right now? Do you have any idea where you are? Do you know who Mickey Calloway is? Huh? You met him in spring training? Yeah. Well, he's excited to have you. You're going to win some games for him. First time going in the big league. That's cool. You can shut it. That's so cool, though. But congrats to Sam, and it's awesome that uh, it's crazy. You don't really get to see that a lot, where people um, are able to be filmed when they they get told that they're going to the big leagues. You can tell it really didn't sink in there um, for them. But um, we're super proud of Sam. So there's a pat on the back that goes to Sam Haggerty. Hopefully, he's going to steal a few bags for the Mets, help them get into the playoffs. But our second pat on the back goes to our good boy Ty France. He's a San Diego State. 
uh, former foe. Uh, both these guys played against them in college, uh, Mountain West Conference rivals. Uh, but yesterday against the Giants, went two for four, had four ribbies, two runs scored on two taters, both off Samarja. We have the highlights of that. Uh, but Ty France has been the hottest hitter in America since the conference tournament in Fresno in 2014. He was a freshman and went uh, like 19 for 21, and he's been on a tear ever since then. He does not know what a slump is, so uh, Ty, good shit. Here we go. Let's see those dingers. Aztecs won their opener last night. And France charges oh that one out to God. deep left field. You can forget it. Way up and way out. That got out quick, France. Mike. Third home run. Seen that a few times. Hitting with the glasses on. I had a baby power move. Power hitter. It might be one of those games. Nice bat drop. No disrespect. The Aztec football game last night. And here he comes. Base hits a couple of home runs, including one from this guy, Ty France. Taking the lefty oppo out to right. Maybe in a few years, Ty, you can get that one into the water. But congrats to Ty for sticking it to the Giants and having a huge day yesterday. We're going to get down and see Ty down in San Diego in a few weeks, and hopefully he can launch a few for us. We'll get those seats out and left and catch a few home run balls. Moving on to the NFL, we are there. First game is this Thursday night, which is crazy, uh, but everyone is down to their final 53 guys on the roster, um, so that means that a lot of people had to get cut. Of course, that means that people Hard Knocks brought you in close to and brought you to love are gone. Keelan Doss, uh, spoiler alert, he's going to get cut tomorrow on Hard Knocks, Mike, but uh, he did not make it to the 53-man roster. They kept all three quarterbacks, which was kind of surprising, um, but they put Peterman on the IR, so we'll see what happens there. The strange thing for the Raiders is that they decided to pick up Deshaun Kaiser to fill out that quarterback spot, um, so he'll start on the depth chart, apparently, um, probably number three, but if Carr gets hurt... In week three, week four, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I, I wouldn't think they'd pick up Deshaun Kaiser just to have him sit on the bench. But um, hopefully Peterman gets back healthy because he had a really good uh, postseason, or preseason, excuse me, completed over 70% of his passes, and he, he played the most out of all three quarterbacks. So uh, looking forward to getting him back healthy. And if we need a backup, he's got my vote right now. Uh, they're picking Deshaun Kaiser up from nowhere, so we'll see what happens. Moving on to our G-men. They open up with the Cowboys on Sunday at 125 in Dallas. Dallas does not have Zeke, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we didn't see Saquon in the preseason, uh, but the Giants look good. Uh, obviously, we're going in with Eli as the starter and Daniel Jones as his fearless backup, but hopefully he just sits back there and Soaks everything up like a sponge, and he's ready to go when his name gets called, uh, which will hopefully be in a few years because Eli is the GOAT, and we don't want to see him go anywhere. Speaking of being excited about football, we're excited for many reasons. Uh, fantasy being the first one. Uh, we're in our, I'm in my second league. Um, I've never been in fantasy before. I know we've talked about that, but I had my second draft the other night in a different league that is full of collusion, full of corruption. I'm the only rookie in this league. Ryan Scott, you run a horseshit operation, um, and I know there's people that are in your ear that are persuading you to do things. I won't mention those names, but you're the commissioner, so I'm putting this on you. I'm not dealing with any crap. Um, 
I can already feel there's some nonsense going on, Mike. You know how our league's working. It's clean cut. I have it. Oh, yeah. I have it running a tight ship. We our draft went clean. There's no nonsense. Uh, there's respect, but there's shit talking. Mike, I can't tell you how how much shit is in this other league. The collusion like that goes what? on. I, I just next week I'll have examples for you. But I was in the gr- the group chat last year just because it's all friends. I wasn't allowed to be in it because of um, the terrible NCAA not allowing me to play fantasy football. But I'm in the group chat because it's all the friends. I'm the only one I didn't, not only one not in there. Um, but so I got to keep up with it every week. But this year I'm excited to be in it. Hopefully um, this can be my second league that I win all the money in. But this team's looking a little bit better than my other one. Uh, I was lucky. I got Matt Ryan as a quarterback. Le'Veon Bell is my running back. Josh Jacobs from Oakland. Uh, I think that's going to be a big one. I really like Oakland's offense, so I think he's going to be a big part of it. Wide receivers, Juju, uh, Mike Williams from the Chargers. I don't know about the Chargers. They're kind of sketchy for me, but Phillip Rivers, is he doesn't get hurt. He plays all the time, so can't count him out on having a good year and throwing to Mike Williams. My tight end is Zach Ertz. My flex right now is Sammy Watkins. I have some other options on the bench, but I'm not really sure what I'm going to go with. Uh, I have the Bears defense. I hate the Bears, but you can't deny that they have a really good defense. So uh, we're rolling with that. Our, I don't know why I'm saying our, but my kicker is just like on the other team, Greg Zerline from the Rams. Uh, but works. Ah, fuck, why do I keep saying we? It's just me. I guess we are excited about the league as the whole league, but... I'm excited about both fantasy leagues. It's going to give me uh, something to do on Thursday nights, watching football, and then Sunday glued to the TV, watching Red Zone all day. Moving on to college football, we are going to do something special and bring in a special guest to talk to you about college football this weekend that kicked off. Um, He's a very good friend of mine, Cooper Esme, coming on to talk about college football. That's right, Pat. College football is back, and I cannot be more excited. Uh, They had the zero week a couple weeks ago, but this last weekend was kind of the first full week of games and matchups. First off, I know Joey's going to hate this, but I'd like to give a shout-out to my Utah Utes taking down BYU in the Holy War. Uh, That makes it ninth straight for my youth, so uh, that's kind of just total domination, if you you know if you ask me. Uh, kind of break down the weekend, there was a couple struggles as far as teams that you would expect not to. Two uh, powerhouse conferences, the Pac-12, uh, Arizona falling to Hawaii, big shock. Uh, UCLA falling to Cincinnati early, just kind of like they did last year. Chip Kelly, this is not Oregon, my man. Uh, you want to see them play well because you know Chip Kelly and their offense can be dynamic and fun to watch but uh, it just wasn't clicking. Hopefully they can kind of get rolling. Uh, and then the big marquee matchup, Oregon playing uh, Auburn. And uh, started off, you would think, Oregon's going to kind of run away from this. And uh, their offense looked good. Uh, their defense kind of for the first time in a while looked pretty dominant, you know, very, really fast. And then uh, Bo Nix and the true freshman uh, kind of took over the game for Auburn and uh, put the team on his back and made some big-time throws at the end and uh, kind of shocked Oregon at the end and, you know, took down kind of a, a game that you would expect something to be, you know, like a big marquee thing and something that, you know, could change the dynamic as far as the playoff late in the season. Uh, the SEC, another one of those big powerhouse conferences that had some struggles against some teams early. Uh, they weren't the big big dogs of the SEC. They kind of took care of business, but the middle of the road teams, uh, South Carolina, fallen North Carolina. Another true freshman in that game stepped up, uh, Sam Howell for North Carolina. He was cramping all day, you know, off the turf, uh, just making plays, 
they'd go back on the sidelines, you know, rub his arms out, trying to get the cramps out, just give him tons of fluid, and he'd just come back and sling the, you know, sling the pigskin around. So that was cool to see. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee fans, you guys are just wearing it, man. Uh, there's no more glory days of Tennessee anymore. It's just tough. I mean, this year uh, they start off the weekend against Georgia State, a team you just expect to roll, and uh, the big upset of the weekend, Georgia State coming out with a running, running game that, you know, Tennessee couldn't stop. And it's unfortunate for Tennessee fans, but uh, awesome for Georgia State, who got paid to play in that game, and they took care of business. Missouri also, uh, another just middle-of-the-road SEC team, falling to a Mountain West team, which should not happen. Uh, they got beat by Wyoming. Uh, on the other hand, the big Mountain West Conference, uh, they had a very good weekend, and it's nice to see as a uh, former UNLV Rebel. Uh, let's first let's start off with them. They had a big win over Southern Utah, a team that they were supposed to beat. But uh, in years past, if you're a Rebel fan, you know that doesn't always happen. I mean, last year they got beat by Howard in their opener. So it was cool to see them do what they were supposed to do and win this game big. Uh, Hawaii, like I mentioned earlier, beat Arizona. Uh, Boise State, another true freshman starting quarterback, Bachmeyer. Uh, if you'd have watched this game early, you would have thought this guy would have to be carted off uh, the way it started. I mean, he was on his back almost every play. Uh, beat, took down a big Florida State team that looks very athletic this year. Uh, they just kind of lost at the end, and you could just tell that Boise State was just a tougher team, and uh, that's kind of how they took care of business there. Uh, Nevada Reno, uh, don't really like talking about them winning too much as a, as a UNLV fan. Uh, but they went down and uh, beat Purdue. They beat him at home. Uh, I actually turned this game off because it wasn't even close early. And then turned on late to see this late 56-yard field goal from this kid as they beat uh, Purdue in the last seconds. And it was kind of cool after the game in the locker room, uh, the head coach for, for the Reno Wolfpack, he handed the, the kicker the football and actually gave him a full scholarship. So it was kind of cool, kind of a tear-jerking tear moment uh, for the whole team, I think. And then, uh, as I mentioned before, Wyoming uh, beat Mizzou, big upset. And then uh, a game that, that Fresno State didn't win, but they played really well against USC. So that was good to see if you're a big Mountain West fan because Fresno, you know, is going to be up there, you know, towards the top of the Mountain West standings at the end of the year. Uh, they played well. They actually had a chance to beat him at the end, uh, but a, a late uh, pickoff in the end zone kind of ended their rally at the end. Side note from that game, uh, I'm a – I'm a firm believer that USC, you know, if they're, if they're good, it actually helps college football. I think USC is just one of those schools where when you think about college football, you think about SC and the Trojans. And uh, their starting quarterback, JT Daniels, who started as a true freshman last year, uh, late in this game, tore his ACL and meniscus. So it's in a very unfortunate loss for the Trojans. Uh, you know they have athletes. Um, they did win the game, so there's not all negatives. You just hope that they can kind of come back and rally around another starting freshman quarterback to, to kind of get them through one of the tougher schedules in college football. Uh, as far as the rest of the field of college football, let's just talk about like the top four teams, uh, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. They all kind of took care of business. Uh, a couple slow starts from Clemson, Alabama, but in uh, Clemson, Alabama fashion, they kind of got rolling and wore down both teams to make sure that they got off to a good start for their hopefully getting back to the national championship again and uh Clemson looking to you know win it again I mean I'm a big Clemson fan big Dabo fan uh, I just love the energy that he brings and the love that he brings to his players so I like to see them do well shout out to my old coaches uh Mac Brown uh old Texas uh head coach he's now at uh North Carolina he he used to coach there before but he's back he took a little hiatus and uh, just was a commentator for college football, but uh, he had a big win against South Carolina, so that was cool to see. And then uh, Les Miles, 
who basically was told he wasn't good enough to coach at LSU after the success he had there with a big win uh, at Kansas, which they don't do a lot of if you're a Kansas, Kansas fan. Uh, I think there's a lot to be hopeful for. I think this guy just brings a lot of college football knowledge and a lot of energy to that program. And then uh, to finish off our college football week one wrap-up, I just want to talk about pretty much the interview of the weekend, which comes from Jalen Hurts of uh, Oklahoma. If you watch this game, I mean, Jalen pretty much played a perfect game, and it was really cool to see this guy come from Alabama and go into the transfer portal and have success early. And it's just it's cool to see the guys that you, you might count out because they weren't good enough to start somewhere else coming to another big-time program. I mean, Oklahoma's no slouch. They're fourth in the country and have success early and really have a good game. And he's actually the captain of this team, so that's cool to see too. I mean, you could tell he's just a leader. But the guy had over 500 all-purpose yards in this game. And uh, after the game, I think it was kind of confusing to some. He was like, it, it wasn't good enough. You know, like, we can get better. There's things we've got to work on. We've got to go back and watch some film and, and break some things down. And uh, this guy comes from Alabama, so he knows winning football. That's all he knows. He, he knows winning national championships. So him kind of bringing that to Oklahoma, I think, is big for this program. And after a huge win, going back and, and looking at things that they can get better at because if they want to get to that next step of winning a national championship, there's things you got to do every week to get better. So uh, great first week, first full week of college football, and uh, we look forward. We have a couple really big matchups this next week, kind of starting to get into more ranked matchups as we get rolling on this thing. Uh, so uh, I'm going to end this, unfortunately, with the Go Utes. Okay, we also have a UFC card coming up this weekend. UFC 242 uh, main card being Khabib versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, pretty excited about that one. That main one, those main two fights are pretty cool. The second fight being Edson Barbosa and Paul Felder. Um, we will be watching those, or at least I will be watching those from Lodi. Uh, I'm not really sure who uh, I want to win those. I'm going to have to check those out a little more as we go on through the week. But what I'm most excited about is two weeks from now, Cowboys coming back. Um, and fighting Barboza just on a fight night, so that's going to be free on ESPN, which is be awesome. Which will be awesome, and it's crazy that Cowboy's coming back to fight so quick because that last fight he got so fucked up and his eye was disgusting, and he had to they had to end it. But um, be a good weekend of fights this weekend and next weekend. So super excited about that. Uh, also next weekend, Tyson Fury is boxing in Vegas. Unfortunately, we can't go to that because we're going to be in Lodi. Um, not next weekend, excuse me, the weekend after. I believe it's also sept September 14th, so the same as that cowboy fight. Um, our last segment of this episode is going to be called the PAT. It's how we're going to end some episodes, just little uh, tidbits, little extra things and uh, that we find special, we find interesting. And today, uh, our PAT is Carlos Cookie Carrasco. He made uh, his comeback last night after being um, diagnosed diagnosed with leukemia in June. Um, it's kind of crazy. He came back and pitched in the seventh inning last night. Uh, most guys miss uh, that much time for, for small injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries. This guy got diagnosed with cancer in June, um, and he's back on the field last night pitching, which is awesome. And we have uh, the little highlight of that, him coming back to pitch. Um, and everyone showed him a tremendous amount of respect, which he absolutely deserves. But... Um, very cool, and here it is, and that's how we're going to end it. Carlos Carrasco making his return to the mound here. Cookie has been out since early June when he was diagnosed with leukemia. I think Cookie's a little bit emotional right now, and Lindor's just trying to make sure he stays focused on the job at hand. Understandably, 
a wide range of emotions for Carlos Carrasco right here. All right, Mike, that's cool. Just an absolute, I mean, incredible story, him getting back up on the mound, but um, just the tremendous display of respect from not only his teammates, but uh, the Rays organization as well and all the fans there. Um, giving him a standing ovation and, and letting him know how much uh, they support him, they have their back. But also, he's a, that's a huge addition for the Indians to have him and, and to throw him into the bullpen uh, for this final push at the end of the year. Uh, coming up in Las Vegas, we will be at Life is Beautiful, uh, which is here September 20th through the 22nd downtown. And we are one month away from Vegas Golden Knights hockey. We are very excited about that, and we're very excited about start. To start getting more into Knights hockey in that roster, breaking that down, getting to know those guys, and ultimately getting into the thick of things in hockey season. All right, we will see you next time. Smell you later.